everybody. Welcome to another episode of Where's My Flashlight? Supposedly a Ghost Hunters podcast. Uh, I'm Heather. And... What? This is Sophie, and I love that you said supposedly, and then I was just thinking allegedly. Alleged. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you in court. Um... <laughs> Prove it. Um, it may or may not be accurate to say that in the background of this, you can hear some rock music playing, and that is the fault of my dear brother Tyler, who's listening to very loud music, and it's coming in through the closed window. So. Hopefully we won't get sued if anyone can identify what it is. I can't even identify it, but here we are. Oh, God. Okay, how are you? I'm, I'm good, and I just wanted to say I can hear the bass near the bass, but I can't really hear my child. Yeah. So I think we're in the clear so okay. as far as losses go. All right. Thank you. Um, so what? what's new? What's going on? Well, you know, as we discussed briefly before I started um, this call on my phone, uh, my laptop, it took a doom doom, I think probably for the last time, you know, it was on it. You know, it's porcelain throne and oh. died of constipation. That's terrible. Yeah, just like Elvis, little known fact. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so I'm I'm calling in from a pair of headphones with a really terrible mic that is nowhere near my face, and uh, you know, from my phone. Um, so therefore, my poor listeners, if, if it sounds like you're getting a crappy transmission, it's not probably you. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not you. It's probably me. That's fine. Um, I mean, I can understand what you're saying, so that's all we need to know. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, yeah, I guess, do you, do you want to go ahead and, well, fuck. <laughs> um, yes. What? I I completely just realized before I launched into a, another tangent, which we we're prone to do, that you asked me how I was doing, and all that is to say is I'm I'm doing fine. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear uh, it. <laughs> How are you? How am I? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, do I want to know? Of course you want to know. That is kind of a loaded question. It is. Um, not great is the answer. Um, I, w I don't want to go into too many details, but basically I had an incident the other night. Um, 
you know, I've been kind of like barely hanging on by a thread, as they say. Yeah. And uh, the other night something happened that basically made that last thread snap. Oh, no. And, um, dear listeners and dear Sophie, uh, Heather had a whoopsie. You mean you shit your pants? I mean... No, I did not. I did not shit my pants. (laughs) You did it, Okay, sorry. Okay, I did not shit my pants, but I, um, I, I did a, a thing that, um, you know, the, the next morning I was, like, kind of amazed that I woke up. And, um, so that's a thing that I'm kind of, uh, dealing with. Okay. Yeah. Good good times. Um but yeah, I just went into like a spiral of full on self destruct mode and you know, it was just it was not good, but I'm I'm here, I'm alive. Um I have a new kitten. And, uh, maybe I'll post pictures of him on our Facebook page. Yeah, and people can see how precious he is. He's the cutest thing in the world. I'm so glad you're here, Heather. Yes. I'm really enjoying <laughs> our rock music accompaniment here. I know, I can hear that a little bit too. I was like, oh, it's picking up the tape a yeah. little bit. I can... It's yeah. pretty, pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get into too much detail about all that, all that biz, but uh, yeah, I'm here, oh. I'm okay. I'll be okay. Um, kitten is okay Mm. um he's fitting in very well with the other cats so um yeah that's really my my big update um do you you have any any more updates uh I'm kind of struggling with a little bit of depression and um, lethargy, lethargy, Mm -hmm. um, lack of energy, but um, at the same time, I'm getting a lot of stuff done, you know? Yeah, so I guess it must not be too bad. It's just like the more responsibilities I have, 
to be on top of the more the fun stuff kind of falls off. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I've only got enough energy to devote to these things, which are kind of mandatory and I really need to get taken care of. And then the other things which are fun, which would probably make me feel better, I have less energy for, which is sad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. It's, this is only temporary. I've been through uh, feeling like this multiple times in my life. Certainly won't be the last. Mm-hmm. And I've managed to get through them before. So I don't really have a whole lot of doubt that I'll be fine. Um, I'm dating somebody and it's actually a lot less chaotic. Um, It's been surprisingly non-chaotic um yeah what the fuck does that mean wow. <laughs> your eyes like popped out of your skull and you, you're like what? <laughs> what does that mean i don't i have no idea what that means right you know well neither do i most of the time and so i mean we had a little bit of a a tiff the other day but managed to get through it i guess just fine so, yeah, I mean, let's see, questioning my purpose and my motives and my other things in life, but I, you know, as far as work goes, I'm like, is this where I should be? Um, but I want to take time to think about it and not make a rough decision. Mm-hmm. I might. I might regret. After all, I've been working at the same place, maybe different department, but the same place for over four years now. So it's like, you know, this is a something I need to really make sure I want to do. Um, is leave, I guess. Um, and then, uh, you know, because I'm I'm a millennial. I'm an elder millennial, but I'm like just on the cusp of like not quite to the you know the variety where they just quit when shit gets hard mm-hmm. you know instead I stay out of this this sickly motivation of uh, guilt and loyalty <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like a sick, you know, I still have that from the previous generation. I think it's like still kind of in there and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then the other thing I've been, uh, I've been working out at the gym. I went three times this week, which was awesome. Um, and I have a personal trainer that is actually going to be competing in at the state level, I think, in weightlifting, like professional weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think he, I don't think he understands that I'm a woman. 
and I'm glad he doesn't because he likes to, he just, even though I probably shouldn't because of my chronic illness, he like puts my body through the ringer by, you know, putting me on the most ridiculous weight and going until I have muscle failures. You know, your muscles will just start building up so much lactic acid that you you can't even hold it anymore. It's like, oh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give out, you know. Um, And then he keeps pushing me some more. And I'm just like, what the F is going on? Um, But yet, I think it's working, you know, we'll see. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, uh, super excited to maybe get some ghost hunting in the works. And I just found out from my family when I did a embarrassing Zoom call earlier, <laughs> um, with them because God bless them. I love them, but they are embarrassing. And um, my mom was like, when I was telling her, I had reached out to one of my favorite podcasts, who shall remain unnamed at this stage until I get permission. Um, But I got an answer from them when I reached out and emailed them. Um, My mom immediately was like, oh, great, maybe you'll get a husband out of this. (laughs) <laughs> and I was just like, what? Did, what? Um, no, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, well, what if I get a wife? Yeah. You know, and then, um, which is also valid, but then they didn't hear that part, apparently, because they just kept talking over me. And I was just like, oh, God, I'm going to gouge my eyeballs out with a rusty. <laughs> an SOS pad or something. Um, yeah. So anyways, I was on the Zoom call earlier with them and I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, it's pretty exciting that I reached out to one of my favorite podcasts and I got a reply. And I was in like I think I was having some kind of micro stroke because I was just like so excited and I just like, there's, I could not do anything. I was just frozen and I couldn't reply. I still haven't replied. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, so anyways, I'm really stoked about talking or consulting with that person. And then, um, come to find out when I was talking about those developments and more, and then my interest in, my interest in, uh, you know, doing investigations and being able to record it on video as well as audio together, I found out that my first cousin is actually a camera person and a video editor. And I was completely unaware of that. Wow. And I was like, uh, boy, yeah, well, maybe, you know, 
listeners, keep, keep your eyes and ears open. There may be something coming down the the, uh, the pipeline because apparently um, Sophie's got some connections. Yay. Yes. So, like, in our last episode, when we were talking uh, with Annalisa, and she told us about the White Eagle, Mm -hmm. um, I found out that is a place that we could go possibly investigate. Um, And there's some other places I'm interested in. So, yeah. Those are... some news that actually it relates to me and us, but also to our fans. If if they get to, to see our faces, you know, and and our full movements and bodies and things oh. on camera at some point. Oh dear. Yeah. Maybe then I will shit my pants. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> Oh God! Okay. I was a bad joke. That's terrible. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's uh, that's it. But that, that's all I can think of, or you know. Mm-hmm. I, oh yeah, I forgot to mention. I might. I think I might also have ADHD or something because, um, yeah, like recently I've been having a lot of difficulties with focus and just going tangents and, you know, just like not remembering where I'm putting things or if I did things, I'd be like in the middle of, uh, you know, putting my clothes from the washer into the dryer and then just up and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) And then come back and be like, what the F? Because I, you know, normally, you know, I... I'm not the best at completing projects these days either. Like once I start something, like actually finishing something. And, you know, I I did an assessment with my psychologist the other day and he's like, well, you do have a remarkable amount of the symptoms, but it's like the difficulty is that it's kind of on a, you know, you know, is it the trauma or is it the ADHD or is it both? Mm-hmm. Because There's a lot of overlap in symptoms. Exactly. Because it could be that I'm full on, I'm just dissociating more because I've got a lot of, got a lot on my mind or something. Yeah. And a lot of stress. And lack of sleep and withdrawal from medications and <laughs> I mean, there's so many more mm-hmm. of things I'm going through. So, Ugh. okay, yeah, that's it. I think, yeah. Okay, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I probably have other things. I guess there's one announcement that I can't really make yet, so I will save that for another time. Um, about my potential J-O-B. <laughs> What's the job? Oh, wait. Our listeners probably can spell. <laughs> I'm not going to announce that yet. Um, so, I guess, before we, we dive in to this uh, 
episode of Ghost Hunters, I just want to do a little, um, you know, some business. Get some business out of the way. Um, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. I wish we had the It's Business Time song from um, the, what is it called? The New Zealand Duders. Um, the, the Commodore, no. The bird, the something. It's business. It's business time. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? No. Nope. Oh, man. Well, listeners, if you can comment on any of the platforms you're on, maybe you can, you can please, please email us. Um, okay, so the, the first piece of business is that I want to give another shout out to my friend Alex, who made our awesome theme music. Um, just because every time I do the editing and I listen to it, I'm like, this is so cool. That's so cool that I have friends who are so cool that'll make us cool songs, right? So thanks, Alex. That's awesome. And then also I want to give another thank you to uh, Cheyenne and Annalisha who have been our two guests so far. And they've just been amazing and we had so much fun with them. And um, we have uh, some more guests kind of getting lined up now, so that'll be fun. Um, our next one is uh, a psychic medium who I have known since eighth grade. So that'll be cool. Um, Are we allowed to say her name yet? Yeah, her name's Leisha. Oh, Yeah, so that's that. She's gonna send us, you know, like a bio and all this stuff so we can put it up, but for now, her name's Leisha. And uh, I've known her since 8th grade. She's a psychic medium. She's super cool. So that'll be fun. I think, is that next week? Yeah. Yes, that's next week, so hooray. Um, we also um, have started getting some um, personal experiences from some friends and people, like cool ghost stories and weird paranormal stuff that they can't explain so um we're we're gonna start to to read those so if you have a story um about you know like maybe it was a ghost or maybe it was bigfoot or chupacabra or you know whatever 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 the thing is that you're like this happened i can't explain it i don't fucking know um, email us at hofi70362 at gmail.com. Did I get the numbers right that time? <laughs> okay, I'll say it again. Hofi, H-O-P-H-I-E, 70362 at gmail.com. Please tell us your stories. Or tell us how cool we are, because that always helps. We need to hear that. Also, we have a Facebook page. Just go on Facebook and search for Where's My Flashlight will come up. And there's a link on there for our Red Circle page where you can make donations to us. Because we're 
in need. We don't have any, like, sponsors. We need money. So you can donate. Or, or, they just gave us the option to have subscribers. So it's like a dollar per week or five dollars per month or fifty dollars for the year. And you can get exclusive content that we're going to start making. So you know you want it. Exclusive content from Heather and Sophie. Mom, like, you, do you want to be the historic first ever subscriber? Yeah. There you go. So that can be found. I'm not going to tell you our whole red circle because it's just a bunch of letters and numbers that I don't understand. But there's a link to it right on our Facebook page. So there you go. You can do the thing. Um, that's all the... Uh, bless you. Oh my god. That was horrible. Um, I can I smell that from here. <laughs> Tyler... Okay, Tyler went to Taco Bell earlier and um, he got a combo even though he didn't want it just because it was cheaper you know so he got a drink and it's like this weird like almost flat Pepsi and he gave it to me because he hates it and so I'm really like belchy right now so I'm sorry I'm, I'm not actually I'm a human being <laughs> not an animal and my human body makes very disturbing noises sometimes and smells and you know I'm not gonna apologize for being a human so yeah that's that's where we're at right now um I'm done apologizing um all right, so is there anything else you want to say before we get into this? Um, yeah, as I was rudely interrupting you earlier when you were uh, trying to give me skill, and I was like, what? What? <laughs> and, you know, it was because, like, we're, we're getting some, some stuff coming up, you know? Like, I'm just excited for us. Yeah. Things are happening over here at Where's My Flashlight, and it's pretty fucking cool, and I think that we have, like, turned a corner, and especially once I get, once I figure out how to use the mixer, which I, I'm, like, I'm almost there. I'm, like, five minutes away from being the master of that fucking thing, and then look out. I'm going to be able to make our voices sound like monsters, so... Uh, That's, yeah, and I, I just, I'm, I'm excited for that. I mean, you just push a button and you sound like a monster. I know. I'm excited about that. And I'm also excited for pre-programmed sound effects. Yes. I don't know what we'll, we'll come up with, but, um, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be something stupid. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh my god! Who's coming in? <laughs> god, there's so many noises going on. Lord, I thought that God was knocking on the door. <laughs> I mean, it's probably just Tyler. He's doing outside stuff. Okay. Because, yeah, you know, it's 6 p.m. and it's still light out. 
so which is yeah, weird. I guess we'll talk about this episode now. Is that what you want to do? Sure. But my first question is, how far away are they from Tim Peeler? <laughs> from what? From Tim Peeler. Oh. The dick guy. Oh. You know, that's a good question, and um, I'm I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to... I don't remember exactly where he was, but we're going to put this together. Um, yeah. Because this episode takes place in Raleigh, North Carolina, of all places. So, um, season two, episode four of Ghost Hunters. Um, do you want to do the, the first case or the second case or neither or both? <laughs> oh, so many choices. I know. Um, I guess I'll do part two. Yeah, I'll do part two if you don't mind. That's that's fine. Um. Okay. So the the first case they go, they. Taps wants to train some of their new members, Dustin and Jen, and um, so they get a call from Jim and Dave from Haunted North Carolina, and they say, hey, we have a good spot for training. It's called the Mordecai Historic Park. And on the episode, they say Mordecai, but I think that sounds stupid, and I'm going to say Mordecai. So... <laughs> I agree. I was like writing down. I was like, more to see. I don't. Yeah, I've it's never spelled it M O R D E C A I. That's Mordecai. Right? Okay. I don't know. Um, I'm not a linguist. Um, okay, so they, they go to the Mord Mordecai, Mordecai Historic Park in Raleigh, North Carolina which is the birthplace of Andrew Johnson, the 17th U.S. president, who I know nothing about. So there we go. Um, let's see. They get a tour from this lady named Chandra, and the claims basically are that the piano will play itself. People have had their hair lifted up off their head in the bathroom. Um, in the little house where Andrew Johnson was actually born, which is like behind the main house, um, they just feel like creepy, like they're not wanted in there, and their hair stands up on their arms and neck, and you know, you just, you feel creepy. So that's basically it. And, um, and then we get like some scenes of Andy training Jen on the how to set up the equipment and whatever and then Dustin's getting trained on the EMF 
And then Dustin tells a story about his first paranormal experience when he was seven or eight years old, and there was a dark, shadowy figure hovering next to his bed. And it freaked him out, and then it came back again, and as a child he had the presence of mind to be like, I don't want you here. And it went away and never came back. So that's Dustin's origin story, I guess. Um, and so they're just, you know, doing their normal investigating around the place. And they have Jim and Dave from Haunted North Carolina with them. And then Jen starts to feel sick and uh, they send her back to the hotel. And then one of the Haunted North Carolina guys starts to feel sick. And then, like, Grant feels sick, and so they're all just, you know, one by one, just feeling sick. So they just call it a night. They just scrap the whole thing. Um, and that that's it. That's the Mordecai house. <laughs> Very uneventful. Which is a bummer, because, I mean, you know, it'd be cool to see if... It, you know, if they got anything, but, you know, you can't really investigate when you're, like, gonna puke your buffalo chicken salad everywhere. So. Oh. Yeah. Any, any insight onto, onto that? <laughs> well, uh, I remember there was a tidbit of drama, I guess, because of Jen Rossi, a new, new partner in crime, um, to Ghost Hunters, or Taps, um, you know, Andy was training her, and she looked very bored and was like, I, I, Captain. Mm-hmm. And, and in a voice that was very relatable, but also she sounded kind of sarcastic a little bit. And, um, and I was thinking about it, and I was noticing that you know, Dustin was getting included in setting up the equipment and, like, plugging cords in and making sure all the cameras and the systems were working. Mm-hmm. And then and then he's got her over here by, you know, all of the voice recorders and whatnot. And he's like, first we need to check if the batteries are charged. well i mean you do need to check that the batteries are charged like that is true and i'd be i'd be interested to know like what happened there that you know that they didn't include you know because uh so so many of these scenes are it's like they're trying to make it dramatic right you yeah, know, and so cool. the way that it's edited together can really change the reality of the situation to suit the needs of the producers, you know, and not really reflect like what actually was going on. And so I wonder, like, if that was legit or yeah. if, if that was like manufactured drama. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Like, as we all kind of heard from, um, you know, on Alicia last episode, you know, a lot of times these producers will frame things in such a way. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that could, that could have been what happening, what was happening, but it's also hard to d- ignore that in the same frame, 
while Garson is plugging things in and real active on the scene, you know, she's standing right there and, it, you know, Andy Andrews is just showing her, like, we got to check to make sure all the batteries are charged, <laughs> you know. And, um, <laughs> but then also, so I was like thinking about it, I was like, okay, maybe that, maybe that's, that could be a little bit of sexism bias or something going on where it's like, okay, these are the roles and that men do, which are more active and, you know, yeah. busy, you know, and then these are the roles where women just kind of are in supporting roles or whatever. But then I was like, yeah, but also maybe because uh, she's happy to fit. Yeah, as as we've seen in a previous episode, that she was looking forward to sitting, which is 100% relatable. Um, but, I mean, maybe she just isn't as much of a, like, go-getter as Dustin. Right. So maybe Dustin was, like, more like, hey, what does this do? How do I do this? And she just kind of stood there waiting for direction. Right. You know, like, that, that's just, like, different personality types where like some people just feel more comfortable not asserting themselves and just waiting to be told what to do or shown what to do and then other people are like grabbing shit and like hey what's this can I use this where does this go you know so I just wonder like how much of it is you know like just their different personalities because Dustin is like way more like outgoing you know like he's kind of a I don't, I don't know the word, a showboat, kind of. Well, yeah, and that also kind of falls into kind of a stereotype for the genders as well, you know, where yeah. it's like, you know, men tend to be more like in, in leadership type, uh, leadership type roles or where they tend to be, um, you know, more, what's the word, um, yeah, more assertive. Yeah. Um, but yeah so that that's possible too you know and i hate to make broad strokes or anything so that's why i was kind of like let's also like leave room for the opportunity that you know jen maybe just is happy to sit yeah um yeah people dropping like flies in that episode is kind of <laughs> sad, sad because um you know I wonder if there was any, you know, um, activity or evidence that could have been missed. I know. Maybe, like, the spirit of Andrew fucking Johnson himself was standing there like, hey guys, what about me? <laughs> You're just gonna pack it all up? I was ready to yeah. give you some sweet-ass EVPs. And now you're gone. Right. So, yeah, it is a bummer that that happened, but, I mean, sometimes things happen, you know? You gotta, yeah. just like David Lee Roth says, you gotta roll with the punches. <laughs> and that is really good advice for all of us. So, you know, and they do, and it works out because their drive from Rhode Island to North Carolina in the pouring down rain, which looked fucking miserable. 
um, it was not a waste because when they're down there, these dudes, Jim and Dave, are like, hey, do you want to help us investigate a battleship? And they're that's like, true. we sure as shit do. Yeah, that's true. But also, like, yeah, and thank you. I I wasn't expecting a David Lee Roth quote today, so that really helps me out. <laughs> Um, I but, feel like yeah, when other... you're when you're talking to me, you should always expect a David Lee Roth quote, because <laughs> you know, I am who I am. Right? Yeah, and I wouldn't want to change you either. So oh, um, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's the truth. But in any case, um, you know, I, I love the addition of. You know, making fun of Justin's Guido hairstyle. <laughs> you know, with the spiky yeah. hairspray and everything, and they're like the most flammable member of Taps ever. <laughs> <laughs> they're not wrong. Uh, Okay, are you ready for case number two? Absolutely. All right. So um, they go on to the battleship, the USS North Carolina, which is actually moored in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um. I love that as they're driving up, they say, it would take us a day just to investigate one of its guns. <laughs> um, some deaths on the ship in, the, in its history, which is, ob- you know, kind of obvious if it's a battleship. There's probably going to have been some deaths in its history at some point or other. Because, um, you know, battleships are typically used for war. Um, so... Uh, you know, a little bit of the history, which they didn't have much of on their website, um, was that it was used, slash sailed during the Pacific Theater of World War II. Um, the most highly decorated American battleship in the Pacific Theater during World War II. Um, and this you know, fun fact, this ship actually has its own podcast called The Showboat Podcast. Wow. Um, yeah, I have not given a listen, but I'm sure it's wonderful, where they probably include more details about its history, I'm assuming, because uh, they reserved that, I think they reserved the history of the ship more for the tours and events and the podcasts and everything like that. Um, because, yeah, like I said, it was surprisingly non-existent on their website. There's nine levels that you can get lost on. Yikes. Um, on this ship, yeah. Um, it's huge. And, um, some of the 
just a heads up, my Bluetooth headset is about to die, so we may need to pause in the near future. I will let you know. Um, so there's been visual sightings or possibly full body apparitions, uh, one by a caretaker or a mechanic on the ship with a full body apparition of a man who has hair like a white flame, which is fascinating to me. I wish I could get more details about that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what, is, what does he mean by hair like a white flame? Are you thinking angels or something? I don't know. But uh, in any case, um, as they're going about their investigation, um, they make the question that I'm so confused about, and I don't know if it's his accent, New England accent, accent or what, but he says, that's what I'm looking for, long, dark holes. <laughs> is he talking about, lo- is he trying to say holes or halls? I couldn't figure it out. And so I was like, okay, must be his accent. We lost Sophie. Can you hear me now? Oh, she's back. Yay! Yay! Hello. Fancy meeting you here. I I know. What are the odds? Um, Can you... Do I hear better than I did previously? Or do I... You sound great. Okay. Fantastic! Okay, then. We're going to continue... So sorry about that, folks. Um, having all sorts of technical difficulties. Maybe it has something to do with my new indoctrination into a group of wizards. I'm just kidding. That didn't really happen. Um, I wish that it <laughs> had, though, because I, I, tell me everything. I know. Your face looked kind of shocked there for a second. I was like, yes. I mean, um, I just, I'd be really happy for you. Oh, totally. Yeah, me too, actually. Now I feel disappointed, even though it never was even a thing. I'm, get, like, kind of sad about it. Um, we can make that happen, though. Yeah, that's true. We can put that on the vision board. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that the Freemasons will let me in, but that's okay. I don't know um, if you want to be in that. Yeah, that's true. And another thing I wouldn't want to be in, and that's the KKK. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I'm okay we'll, with that. We'll find a place for you. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> yes. Please? Um, okay, so, anywho, so they heard a lot of noises and voices on the investigation, footsteps, door closing, um... You know, could someone from the crew be screwing with them? Absolutely, positively, could be. Um, Although Jay made it very clear that he is 
pissed at whoever is messing with them. He like literally turns around at the crew and was like, are you effing serious? Is somebody, or is one of you guys effing with us? You know, like mm-hmm. he, I would hate to make that man angry. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you would hope that the cast isn't messing with them, that that is really, but I mean, they did see a shadow going down a hallway and then it, uh, basically disappeared. And, you know, when they went to investigate it and there was no other way in or out except for the doorway in which they came through. So they would have had to have seen whoever it was come out so I think that might have been a genuine paranormal experience mm-hmm. for them. Um, and then uh, they did investigate a full d- two days on the ship, which is understandable because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a freaking huge. I mean, it's got nine levels of hell, just like Dante's Inferno. Um, you know, and then so in the reveal or the evidence they caught um they caught an evp which the people from the north carolina taps family uh caught what's the name of their crew again haunted north carolina yes haunted north carolina caught that evp and brought it to them and then they got to kind of take credit for it um bring it to the uh the people's attention during the reveal to the customers or clients and you what do you think that the evp is saying because like it really is kind of garbled some word and then the ship yeah the ship is really all that i can hear clearly right so i i don't know same here. I, I tried to rewind it and listen to it over and over again, and I, there's no way because the previous word, it almost sounds like it's almost garbled by technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because um, it just doesn't quite sound like a word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and then of course they caught the, one of the cameras moving up and down and kind of jiggling. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, interesting. Not necessarily paranormal, but interesting. Yeah. Not sure what could have moved the camera up and down except for human hands. So usually, you know, there would be some kind of communication about it. But again, could it have been one of the crew members screwing with them? Yeah. I guess it's possible again. That right. could be the case. Um, yeah, so it's it's, it's just a weird thing that happened. You can't really say that it's, like, evidence of a haunting. It's just something weird. Right, exactly. And what I love that kind of summed it up at the end with was what Jay said. He's saying there's some kind of activity. And he wasn't willing to say paranormal mm-hmm. activity or haunted. Mm-hmm. You know, which, which, again, we've kind of seem to believe that it's arbitrary. Yeah. <laughs> Whether he what is the difference? It. Yeah, please, Jay, tell us what it means. But 
you know, between paranormal activity versus haunted, you know, for some reason I'm getting the gist that maybe to say something is haunted, it has to have like an intelligent type haunt or multi-layered haunt or something like, you know, where they can genuinely, you know, say, okay, there's some spirit, actual spirits here, not just paranormal activity, which is like things that are happening that we can't explain that Mm -hmm. don't seem to have a ghost origin or human origin. It's just kind of weird stuff happening. Yeah. Um, or what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, these, these seem to be kind of things outside of the normal average bell curve of things, which what's that word again, you know, from statistics, it's a, it's a very, it's an unknown variable. It's something outside of the normal realm. It's like on the fringe. What do you call that word again? An outlier? Yes. Some sort of outlier anomaly. anomaly, anomaly that could be happening, and that could also be considered just paranormal activity, like something with a camera moving up and down or acting strangely. Mm-hmm. You can't. Can you really say that that you know is a spirit? No. Right. Does is it a, is it a human voice? That's you know yeah. you hear a human voice. I mean, like that's. And it's saying words, I guess that would be a little bit more um, definitive. Like, okay, that's caused by an unheard human voice at the time mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know. Th- those yeah. are just and I- ideas. There, there's a few points in this investigation where they get, like, unexplained EMF spikes in parts mm-hmm. of the ship where there's no electricity, you know, there's no reason for there to be any EMF in there at all. And, you know, so it's interesting, you know, it's a notable experience, but it's like, is it paranormal? Is there some other explanation? You know, like, you can't really say what it, what's causing it, because right. you don't know. Like, there's no known cause of it. So, you know, and I think Dustin says, like, it's not necessarily paranormal on its own, but it's an interesting thing that happened. Yeah, and maybe that's the difference between, you know, you know, paranormal activity versus haunting. I don't know, maybe, but... We're going to have to know, get Jason Hawes on the horn and ask him <laughs> once and for all, yeah. what is the difference Yes. I have a whole list of questions I want to ask him. Number one. Right. What do you think orbs are? Oh, gosh. You think that's going to make him mad? Number two. (laughs) What's the difference between paranormal activity and a haunting? I guess that's the only, those are the only questions I have for him. So I don't have a whole list. Just two. Right. I'll probably think of more if we were going to have him on. Someone make that happen. Someone get Jason Hawes on the show. Yeah, and I'm sure that a lot of people would want to know this, because I want to know this. What was his original paranormal experience? What's his his origin story, as yeah. you say? Yeah, and I mean, maybe we'll never know. He's a man of mystery. 
true. Is there anything else you'd like to add to part two? Can we talk about Danny, the Night Watchman? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Can can we have a discussion real quick about Danny, the Night Watchman of the USS North Carolina, please? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I love him. His hair, his accent, he's the total mm -hmm. package. Right. Honestly. And um, I just, he's just fantastic. And, you know, his hair is, like, pretty messy. And I appreciate that because my hair is always messy, no matter what I do. So I feel like Danny and I are kindred spirits. And I love at the end, you know, after the reveal, and he's kind of giving his thoughts about, you know, his experience with taps and everything, and he's like, I'm pretty well satisfied with everything. <laughs> well satisfied. I love it. I love him. What do you think? What are your thoughts on Danny, the Night Watchman? I like him too. Yeah, he definitely has the type of hair that sticks straight up. Yes. Um, which, you know, that you got to have a certain level of, and because it, it's natural, you can tell it's natural yeah. that it, that it has to be a certain level of thickness and texture mm -hmm. to, to do on its own. And, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. And the humidity Pretty, down there. Right. Is, is going to have an effect. So I just, I can appreciate all of those things. I have spent lots of time in very humid places, and my hair does amazing things in those conditions. I bet it does. Yeah, especially when it was, like, short, like, chin length. And I went to Costa Rica, I woke up and I had fucking ringlets. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, I went to bed, and my hair was just, like, kind of wavy, and I woke up with ringlets because of the humidity, so it's amazing. Yeah, I just, I really like Danny. He just seems very earnest, you know? I Like, agree. he knows I what like he him. saw, and no one's going to tell him that he didn't see it. Right, because he, yeah, he didn't have to justify it. He didn't have to go into an extreme amount of detail it's like he's like these are just the facts mm -hmm. this is this is what happened to me you know yep um and, and he doesn't have anything to prove nope to anyone he sure doesn't and i love him so yeah that's that's all i wanted to say about danny well i agree with you he's definitely a lovable character mm -hmm. and i hope that we continue to see him as the Night Watchman in any future episodes of people doing ghost hunts on television. Did you Sorry. hear that? What? Did you hear that? I think it was mm -hmm. Tyler. He's talking to the cats. <laughs> no, I can't hear that. Oh, okay. Probably because I was yawning at the moment. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if I heard it, to be honest. 
just oh so you were just kind of second guessing yourself a disembodied little bit. voices talking to cats is not an uncommon thing around here yeah <sighs> there's so many cats it's like a cat circus over here i like your cat circus me too me too Yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a pretty interesting episode, and I like that it's not super evidence-heavy or, mm -hmm. you know, having super profound things happening. Right. Um, because... Again, like you and I talked about with Annalisha last episode, you know, it's usually a sign that it isn't contrived. Mm hmm Yeah, and, you know, a lot of times just nothing is going to happen. Right. And, I mean, I like that... Uh, one of the cases on this episode, you know, they get sick and have to just go home. <laughs> and they still <laughs> included that in the show, because, like, this is real life. This is what happens. You know? Like, all sorts of things can happen when you're out doing an investigation. And you just, just like, like David Lee Roth says, roll, roll, roll with the punches. I love that you keep including the extra O's and L's in that. <laughs> I have to, okay? I have to. Mm -hmm. As the kids say these days, it's giving me life. Is that what they say? I think so. Oh, that I and a lot of other that and a lot of other stuff. Like I know, right? Right. Oh God, shoot me. Mm. Some of it I can't stand, but that's okay. That's yeah. it's not for it's not for me. They didn't start doing it for me. Well, that's and that's sure. just part of getting old is that you just don't understand the youth anymore. The kids, kids right. these days with their hula hoops and whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know and anything. Their phrases. Yeah. So I'm going to set you down for a second because everybody in this recording is going on a journey with me to take my medication. Oh, fun. <laughs> That's important. I actually forgot to take my meds for like two days in a row. That's bad. It was bad, but I took them today, so I feel better. Very good. Um, yeah, probably... At some point when we're not recording, I'll tell you more about what happened. Okay. But, you know, for once in my life, I'm going to censor myself and not overshare <laughs> about personal things. <laughs> wow. That's a, it's a historic moment, everybody. I know. <laughs> uh, who even am I? Now, now listen to my inhaler. It's fun. 
Can you hear it? <laughs> oh yeah, the kazoo inhaler. Yeah, you could do a solo on it. I love it. I know, me too. A little arrow chamber to ensure that every single molecule or atom of the medicine is going into my lungs and not all straight to my tongue or my back of my mouth or something. Mm-hmm. That inhaler went straight to my tongue. Woo! That was tasty. Mm. Wait for just a second. I'm going to snort rails of spirituality. Okay. Could you hear it? I could. <laughs> that's my that's my flow nays. Oh. And then my 15 million other medications I'm about to get into. You're for, feel free to shut this part off and just mute it, whatever, pause it <laughs> if you want to. I mean, I don't care. Everybody, you're going on a journey with me to find out what it's like to get old. Yeah. And to have a chronic illness. There's like 15 meds or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, I don't know if I have ADHD or if it's dementia. Maybe it's dementia. Who knows? I mean, it could be. Right. Now let's make sure we don't forget the stool softener. <laughs> very, very good idea. <laughs> That's definitely an old person. A sedentary old person's med. Mm -hmm. But it's actually, for me, well, I'm done talking about it. Let's just, yeah, let's just, <laughs> we don't need to in include any more that. That's okay. ridiculous if we go in more detail on that. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to talk about at this point because my meds have kind of taken center stage. Yeah. And I would rather they didn't. I can talk about my kitten. <gasps> yes, please. Okay, so this, this little boy kitten, he's like white with black spots like a cow. And, um... <laughs> There is this cat rescue here in Vancouver called Furry Friends, and um, I follow them on Facebook, so I'm always seeing, like, their new cats and kittens that they rescue and have for adoption, and uh, they showed this precious little black and white cow kitten, and one of his eyes was all fucked up. And they were just saying, like, we found this kitten in the street, and he's going in for emergency surgery to remove his eye. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, I need that kitten. That kitten must come live with me. And so I, like, immediately emailed them, and I was like, how do I adopt that kitten? <laughs> and, uh... 
So like the next day I applied to adopt him and within like five minutes I got approved and uh, but we had to wait because he had just had like this major surgery to remove his eyeball and um, you know so he was with a foster family while he was healing and recovering from surgery and they also neutered him and gave him all of his baby shots and you know all this stuff he 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 has a microchip you know so they did all the things and then uh, so I was just waiting for the for their doctor to say that he was clear to be adopted and so yesterday I got the message and I was like oh my god and I pretty much like immediately went and got him and he's so sweet like within 30 minutes of having him at my house he already was like curled up asleep on my chest no yes and, no way yes <laughs> and Yahweh. um he he slept with me all night like curled up right next to my hip and he is just like the sweetest little baby and he already is like comfortable at our house and he runs around and plays and gets into the other cat's food and um you know he's not afraid of the other cats even the ones that are much bigger than him and like there haven't been any like fights or anything weird they're just kind of smelling each other's butts and stuff at this point so it's pretty good I'm really happy that he is here and um He's like the perfect little addition to our cat circus. With his I'm one eye. Grow up. <sighs> He's very cute. I'm disgusted. You should because, be. Yeah, it's it is so cute and so sweet that it's like driving. It's just it's gross, really. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I do know. I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Thank you. you I deserve, just... Lord knows you deserve to have a little joy in your life right now. I do. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been rough. And then the, the incident from last week really just fucked me up. So, you know, I'm glad that I have, you know, another cat to pour all of my infinite cat love into. Mm. And, um, it was funny because that day that I went to pick him up, which I guess was yesterday, Saturday, um, Salt Lake Dale Jr. was like uncharacteristically cuddly and affectionate like she okay. made a little cave out of my blankets on my bed and she was really cuddly and like rubbing her face all over me and I set up a new litter box for the little boy 
and before I put cat litter in it, it was just an empty litter box, Salt Lake, like, climbed into it and was, like, rolling around in it. And, like, rubbing her face, like, all over every inch of it. And then she got out and she started, like, making biscuits around it. And she's not, like, a biscuit maker cat. Weird. So I don't know what was going on with her, but she was, like, just being weirdly affectionate towards a litter box. Um, but she's, she's mental. I don't, I don't know what's going on with her anyway, but... Yeah, it was just funny. It was like she knew, and then like all the other cats, like after he came home, they, I took him right into my room and shut the door, and like the other cats were like outside my door, like with their noses like at the crack beneath the door, like waiting, wondering like, what is this? When can I see it? It was really cute. So hopefully you'll get to see him soon. That's super sweet. I like it. Yeah. Me too. I look forward. I look forward to meeting him and tell listeners what his what his name is. His name is Lucky Day, which is uh, Steve Martin's character in the Three Amigos. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about and, that. And um, let me find his speech that he gives. Um, if, this is important. If there was some way we could record that on here, that would be so great. But without a mixer, I don't think so. I know. Uh, That's okay, because you're five minutes uh, away from learning. What? You're five minutes away from learning the mixer, remember? That's true. Um, okay, here it is. He says, in a way, all of us has an El Guapo to face. For some, shyness might be their El Guapo. For others, a lack of education might be their El Guapo. For us, El Guapo is a big, dangerous man who wants to kill us. But as sure as my name is Lucky Day, the people of Santa Poco can conquer their own personal El Guapo, who also happens to be the actual El Guapo. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah, and so this kitten's El Guapo is only having one eye. Yeah. So that's his problem. And, um... I actually have part of that speech um, on my wall, on my little letter board, my, you know, motivational quotes that I put up on the wall to remind myself to every day face and conquer my own personal El Guapo. What yes. is your personal El Guapo, Sophie? my own brain yeah me too basically that's pretty much it it's just my own brain is my own demon my own uh, yeah mm -hmm. it's my own um, and it's my enemy and it's my ally you know it's mm -hmm. it is a 
It is both a good servant and a bad master, as Alan Watts would say. Um, you know, it's full of bull crap. And so I'm, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. It's always a work in progress. Because it's certainly not perfection. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. The weird thing is that... (sighs) The weird thing (laughs) is that, um, you know, last week I had my, um, you know, an incident um, where, you know, I could have died... Um, and, uh, it somehow, now that I'm like on the other side of that, it feels more like that was part of my healing. If that makes any sense. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel... Um, like, especially today, you know, I feel more, like, clarity and, um, purpose than I have in months. And so it was almost like that had to happen for me to, you know, wake up, like, literally and figuratively. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah. So that's kind of weird, but, you know, that's how it works sometimes. Healing is not linear, and a lot of times it doesn't make any fucking sense. Agreed. You know, one day you can wake up and feel like, you know, I am really on top of things, I am getting shit done, I'm making good decisions, and then the next day you're like, why am I even alive? I am the worst. And it may feel like a huge step backwards, but it's really not. It's maybe like a step sideways, but you're still making progress. Mm-hmm. Even if it feels like you're not. So, I don't know. I just want to encourage everybody out there who is struggling to remember that nothing is permanent. Right. And the things that you're dealing with and that you're feeling are very real and valid. And I'll never try to take those things away from you. They're very real and valid. But probably they're temporary. And, And, you know, somebody is out there who wants to help you through it. Mm Mm-hmm. It can be really hard to reach out and find those people, but they exist, I promise. Do you have anything and to maybe, add to that? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Oh, good. Um, yeah, m- maybe to go down is up. Maybe to go up, you have to go down. Fucking I mean, A, yes. How, how, how do we even know? I mean, because 
when I look back at my personal struggles, which there have been numerous, I certainly wouldn't be human if I didn't, but um, it always seemed like I was measuring myself in some way or fashion to others, the norm, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you got to understand that if you're comparing yourself to your journey or who you are to someone else, most of the time, what you're seeing is impression management. Yes. What, what you are seeing is somebody's mask or face that they put on for the world, whether you're at work with them or you're, um, you know, maybe you're in some kind of hobby group with them, or maybe you're looking at their Facebook page, their Instagram, whatever, doesn't matter. The thing is, you don't always know people's struggles by looking at them. Exactly. And you certainly don't know your own struggles if you're going to be comparing them to somebody else's. Right. In my opinion, because that is not how this rolls. I mean, for me, to suffer is to live. I have suffered many times in order to get to the other side and grow from it. Mm -hmm. I don't have... I don't have growth. I'm sorry if I'm getting all preachy and I'm on a soapbox, but here I go. Do it. I I do not care who you are. It, you know, as humans, I, I don't think we grow from, uh, from complacency or from boredom or from happiness. I think we grow from adversity we grow from having those struggles that make us uncomfortable and those feelings which make us uncomfortable so that we actually will have to take action or do something about it Fuck you know yes. yeah but the sad part is we love to be comfortable and so sometimes it takes a boatload of discomfort and a boatload of fear and a boatload of anger and a boatload of sadness or depression or whatever un- unhappy feeling I'm experiencing before I finally make some effort and do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I think that that's just, I don't know. I, I think that's normal. I think that we are pattern makers and we are comfort seekers And I think that, you know, my body and my brain, they want to be comfortable. They want to stay in this kind of equilibrium or homeostasis. But my soul reminds me that this is not where we're staying. We can't can't stay here. My soul is always screaming out for growth and more growth. And then I'm always in some kind of conflict with it. Yes. You know, where it's like, okay, I still got some work to do. That's why I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Am I sad about it? Am I in hell? Yes, probably I'm in hell. But, you know, it's what I make of it. 
mm-hmm. you know, I can either choose to shack up with, uh, you know, Hitler over there, or I can choose to shack up with, you know, Marilyn Monroe and JFK over there. And you know what? I'd much rather hang out with JFK and Marilyn Monroe, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So Heck yeah. it's like, you know, you can kind of choose what your personal hell will be on this earth. And mine chooses to be a little bit more glamorous and fun. All right. <laughs> well put. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I agree. Like, a lot of people are afraid to make any changes or to like take that first step or to you know to go to therapy or any of those things and I mean yeah that's all those things are scary change is scary the unknown is scary therapy is really fucking scary Because you're going to have to face some things about yourself (laughs) that are very unpleasant and very uncomfortable and probably ugly and sometimes toxic. And, you know, you can't run from it. Like, you have to face that shit or you will never change it. And it's, you know, it's scary And I've been in therapy since I was, like, nine years old. And I'm still scared of it sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I still have those sessions where I'm like, Oh, everything's cool. Can I just talk to you about my cats? And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And, you know... And then somewhere along the way, I'm like, Oh, actually, let me tell you about this, my current nervous breakdown. And... You know, my point, though, I guess, is that there there is help, and it's scary, but it's worth it. Like, we all deserve to have peace in our lives, and joy in our lives, and love in our lives. And I don't think you can truly have those things if you're just, like, stuck and, you know, like, committed to, like, suffering and being miserable. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I think some people try to say that pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Uh-huh. I've heard I, that. I, I disagree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I guess it comes down to semantics. You know, like, what, well, sure, because what, what do you mean suffering? by suffering, you know, like, right, you know, because, like, when I heard what you said earlier, I took that to mean that, like, there's always going to be, like, challenges and bullshit and stuff you have to deal with and, you know, so you're not, like, you know, like, when I was saying suffering that people get stuck and, like, committed to their suffering and misery. It's, like, these people who, like, they're not trying to change or grow. They're just, like, well, life sucks and this is just how it is, you know, which is different, I think, from the kind of suffering where it's, 
like helping you to grow. Right. But the the pain and the discomfort and all of those things that come along with growth and change could be equated to suffering also. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, no. Don't forget that I didn't take my meds for two whole days, which when you're on Wellbutrin is a lot of days. So my brain is like... Yeah. So I hope that makes sense. Yes. No, it's fine. Um, Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's... I mean, I, I honestly don't have the right to judge people who are self-arrested you know oh sure i'm i'm not gonna judge them because that is their their choice and that's their journey right but that's just where they're at that's just where their consciousness is at and that's fine but i will say that that scares me more now i think what scares me more is to be someone who is completely self-arrested, you know, whose growth is completely Mm self-arrested and is in complete denial and is not willing to look at their shadow self, as Carl Jung would call it. Indeed. You know, I mean, yeah, and nor is it my job to force those people to see their shadow side, although I have made it my personal mission in life a lot of times. I'm <laughs> 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 just like, what? Don't you see? And then I hold their faces up to the light, and then they're like, oh, I'm blind. I'm blind. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe that wasn't my job. Sorry. I didn't mean to do hey, that. It happens, you know. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just it's because of my programming from childhood. I think is because I grew up in a family. You know, no offense, fam. If you guys are actually tuning into my podcast now, that it's getting somewhere. Um. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we made it onto the Apple podcast charts in Canada. Number 116, baby. Yes, not bad. I know. Moving on up. Anyway, talk about your family. And I think we might even be higher, like, in Nigeria, although I'm not sure why, um, you know, either of those things. I don't know why... It's Canada or Nigeria. I, it's, but it's somewhere it, in the world. It's a People thing. are staying tuned. I don't know. Yeah. But thank you, listeners, for getting us on the charts. Number 116. Anyway, talk about your yeah. family. Sorry to interrupt you, but I yeah. had to brag about us. That's okay. Uh, you know what? I Yeah, and I don't care what part of the world you're, you're from. I'm glad you're listening. Um, I think it's neat. Um, Super neat. Super neat, but in any case, to go back to what I was saying about my fam, I you know I grew up in a family that um, you know we didn't talk about the elephant in the room. You know, it's very Anglo 
Saxon white Protestant culture, you know, where it's like we sweep everything under the rug mm-hmm. and we pretend that all of these bad things aren't happening. And so that's developed me into this person who is like, fuck no, 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 no. We're not, we're not doing that anymore. Um, and so the beautiful, I think, or plus side of that development is that, you know, I guess I'm kind of the more honest member of the family, but also the flip side, I'm the more honest member of the family. (laughs) Um, Because that honesty without compassion can be brutality. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it really can because, you know, you, you can't be honest with somebody sometimes and still be compassionate and still be kind and respectful. Because sometimes you can use that and wield that honesty as a brand or a sword where you're literally throwing something in somebody's face or you're, you know, using it to hurt someone's feelings, whether it's, you know, intentional or unintentional, you know, which most of the time for me, it's been unintentional at the time and kind of more of a knee-jerk reaction you know, where it's like, uh, well, this is a problem and we need to talk about it or we need to deal with it. And then the other person feels like they're fucking attacked, you know, and it's understandable in some respects because I'm like, yeah, I mean, if roles were reversed, if I put myself in their shoes Mm -hmm. and then tried to see things from their perspective or let's say let's use an example where you know somebody said that to me about something I'm touchy about you know I probably wouldn't be so happy either um you know but then there's also I think is that person capable of honesty is that person capable of handling the truth sometimes because I think that I think it's necessary sometimes to call out uh what the other person you know sometimes Mm -hmm. for them to get the picture because it's like sometimes there has to be an emotional reaction for them to tie it to changing the behavior um because I think again coming back to the thing that you know humans are like to be uncomfortable, like to be comfortable, you know, wretches, Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, sometimes people will be in denial about something to my detriment and I'm just not willing to take it, you know, but I think at the end of the day, I also have to think about, is that a deal breaker for me or is that something I can let continue in perpetuity? Because um, I have, at the end of the day, no control over whether somebody will or won't do something. Right. You know, 
whether they're going to grow and change or whether they're going to, you know, stop doing what they're doing, you know, because maybe it's an ingrained behavior. I don't know. Oh, my God. This is, like, more relevant than you even know. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. Okay. Let's continue then. I mean, it's Um, also kind of like a universal truth, but just to recent events in my life, like, this is really fucking relevant. And, um, yes. Heavy. Heavy, heavy shit. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm completely powerless over what other people do or don't do. I don't have control. Right. You know, did I have the illusion of control? Probably. I mean, I'm human. I can make a lot of shit happen. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty creative. I can be manipulative in a good way and a bad way sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm human. You know, and I want things to be to go my way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was going to um, say influential. Yes, I can be influential. That, that doesn't yes, sound as bad as manipulative, but it kind of means the same yeah. thing. <laughs> right. It, it. Yeah. Manipulative can be a good or bad thing for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, do I want to influence things so that they'll go my way? Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, at the end of the day, don't have control over that person's consent right. to do or not do anything. You know, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to their choices, good or ill. And, uh, yeah, I think the great illusion of being human is just believing that I have control over everything. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely don't. And I certainly, I certainly don't have control over other people. But what I do have control over is myself and my behavior and my words mm-hmm. and, my, and my growth. And... The only thing that I do have control over of self sometimes isn't even, sometimes I don't have control over my growth because it seems like at times I will get rocketed into a different dimension and I'm just like, where am I and why the (laughs) fuck is this happening? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, and I don't know. So I choose to believe in an intelligent creator of my own understanding. Mm-hmm. And so that helps me with that. I guess that uh, it, it's kind of a, I like to call it fear management theory. Um, and fear management theory is basically our existential crisis that we go through as humans every day, which is why am I even alive and why am I here Mm -hmm. and why is it scary and my own mortality, you know, purpose, meaning, blah, 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 you know, self, what the fuck is self even, you know, I mean, there's so many existential questions we could ask ourselves Mm -hmm. and for some, that's very terrifying. Yeah. You know, not knowing the answers to those questions. And so, you know, no offense to anybody, but we use these things called religion or spirituality or these 
science, we use nature, whatever. All human beings have some form of terror management. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I love not knowing things. (laughs) Just because that means that I have more to learn. You know, like, I never want to be in a place in my life where I feel like I have all the answers. Right. And so when people act like they do know all the answers, that's like the biggest red flag for me in the world. Because nobody (laughs) knows everything. So when people are like, you know, and whatever it is that they got all their answers from, be it religion or work or, you know, whatever it is that fills that void in people... I'm like, no thanks. I like being over here not knowing because then I get to find out. Yeah, that's true. And you you get to have obviously little helpers and and cues along the way. Otherwise, you can't figure out what that is. Right. Or even a little bit. But, But yeah, so for me, I have a higher power. And what I find that substantially helps me um, or keeps me from losing my sanity on a daily basis is having a higher power of my own understanding, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And for me, that's the universe. I believe that it keeps doing its thing with gravity and wormholes or black holes, whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. out there in space. And I have absolutely hardly any effect on them whatsoever. I have nothing to do with them. Yeah. You know, you're not even a blip, you know, right? Exactly. And I'm okay with being that small. I'm okay with I love it. In fact, thank you. In fact, it's humbling. You know, I love being humbled in front of the universe. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, there's a whole lot of shit going on that. Yeah, I don't know anything about and I have nothing to do with. And it keeps doing its thing. Right. Without any help from me, whether I live or die. Well, and I think cool. It's such a big part of our culture to, you know, to be really, like, self-important. And I think that, like, social media has really increased that feeling of, like, individual self-importance. And, you know, like, it can be nice to, like, get attention and get followers and get all the things and reach number 116 on the podcast charts and all the things, you know. But, like, at the end of the day, like, none of us are really, like, that important, you know? Mm -mm. There's, like, 8 billion of us on the planet right now. Like, you know. But, like, the same way that, like, none of us is important, like, we're also important, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. on a smaller scale. Absolutely. You know, on a community scale, or whatever, a family scale. But, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, like, we're, like, nothing. And that, to me, is, it's not only humbling, but it's liberating. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Like, there's not all this pressure to, like, be something or do something. It's like, I'm just going to do my best every day. And sometimes my best will be laying in bed crying all day. And then <laughs> yeah. and then other days, you know, I'm going to go and fucking, I don't know, 
fill in the blank with something cool that I've done. I can't think of anything right now, but, you know, I've done things, probably, but, yeah, like, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm just me, and, you know, I'm really only important, like, to myself. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, not that I'm not yeah, important I, to you and that you're not important to me, but that's like a different thing that we're talking about, I think. Yeah, that's relationship. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. Right. But, um, yeah, it's so decentering, you know? It's like mankind for the longest time believed that, you know, we were the center of the solar system. We were the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, we're God's, you know, creation of, you know, over to Lord over all the animals. And, and then, of course, part of that is thinking that we're the only sentient beings on this planet, which is total bullshit, yeah. in my opinion. Total um, bullshit. Yeah. It's acting name a couple other creatures on this earth that are sentient right off the top of my head um domestic elephants. cats <laughs> dolphins mm -hmm. whales um maybe even octopuses possibly me. but also domestic cats <laughs> <laughs> I seen it, Sophie. I seen it, okay? That's true. Yeah, there are some creatures where it seems like they've got some kind of animation from beyond that is like, mm -hmm. holy crap. Yeah. Like, that's my guardian angel, so to speak. Fuck yeah. Um,. And I know that it sounds like I'm probably attacking people and their beliefs and stuff um, by the things that I'm saying. And I understand where you're coming from. I can see how you would absolutely think that um, about the whole ego-centered thing. Um, but I just like to believe that I'm not the center of the universe and the only thing that's sentient on this planet and those are my beliefs um, and if you have different beliefs that is absolutely fair valid and nothing wrong with that whatsoever I think that if we had every human being on this earth with the same flavor of beliefs that this place would be a really boring time. So boring. It would be a bad time. I think it would be so ridiculous. It would be... I agree. Like Pied Piper pizza. It would just taste like cardboard. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I don't even know what to say to that. I don't even know what I was saying anyway. <laughs> I don't know. You got anything out of it? Great. Yeah. 
and you know when I go back to edit this I'm probably gonna get more out of it so yeah yay yay well do you want to wrap up I guess we gotta I mean we're at 151 right now yeah so um yeah thanks for listening everybody to our rambling and technical difficulties and whatever other bullshit we're talking about we appreciate you so much thanks for getting us onto the canadian podcast charts <laughs> oh yay um yeah so uh just we're we're gonna have so much cool stuff coming up it's actually it's happening it is actually happening and um, don't forget to email us, hofi70362 at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe to our Red Circle to get exclusive content. And part of that exclusive content that I've been teasing you with since, like, episode one is the story of the Monkey Man. Yes! That is exclusive content. And you might even get your own underwear shirt. So there you have it. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Thanks for listening. We love you. We love you. We're gonna love you. We're, we're gonna, gonna miss you. you. And um, bye, Sophie. Bye. Bye.